Hello and welcome into the Recruiting Blitz. I am Greg Smith, Senior Recruiting Analyst here at Inside Nebraska, and I am joined once again, as usual, by digital content extraordinaire Jansen Coburn. Jansen, how are you, man? I'm good, Greg. I know I got many titles, so it's kind of hard to keep up with it. It is I'm hard to keep track of it. One of these days, I'm going to switch it up and like surprise you. Um, but today was not one of those days. Um, it's it's a fun time around here, right? We are so close. Um, I was going to say it's so close to football being started, but we have football now. Like I said, yesterday, uh, college football is back with some week zero games. We had Notre Dame um, simultaneously looking good, but also like we're like, hey, it's Notre Dame. Like, let's not get them into the yeah. playoff. I heard that already. USC played. They looked exactly like you would have expected. They had a great offense. They still have no defense. Um, and they're going to be fun to kind of track all season. We are just a few days away from Nebraska kicking off the season up in Minneapolis, a game which you'll be up there for um, covering with Zach and Steve for, for yeah. us, our team here at Inside Nebraska. So there's a lot going on. We were out at some high school, a high school football game this Friday, and I think that's where we're going to start off this week. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say on a side note about college football being back. I got so excited yesterday when I turned on the TV to watch Notre Dame and Navy. And the first thing I did when I saw Notre Dame on the TV is I texted my dad about how uh -huh. I love Notre Dame's helmet. It just got me excited that college uh -huh. football is back. And then shout out to Zachariah Branch. I saw you tweet oh, about yeah. him. That, that kid's explosive at USC, so he'll be fun to watch. I'm excited that USC is going to be in the Big Ten. We'll get to watch him. Uh, play <laughs> we definitely you... will i don't know if matt rule and the coaching staff is excited to see him play but yeah the, the, it's, it'll be fun for us to get to see him up close yeah all right so we got a game to recap that we visited on friday as you talked about mm -hmm. omaha north at bellevue west and uh five husker commits in the game tyson terry donovan jones daniel kalen davon hall isaiah mcmorris so let's just go one by one and start with Tyson Terry. What did you see from him in the game? Yeah, I think that he's the one we have to start with because I feel like he dominated the football game and he was every bit as good as advertised. Um, sometimes you go out to those games and you just don't know, especially because I haven't seen Tyson since like early last year um, and like like actually either work out or play a game in person. So like seeing kids growth, especially when they're that age and he's still a 2025 kid, um, it was awesome to see him play very well out there um, in the game. He caused havoc from really from that first drive, right? He was in on, th I think it was three tackles alone on that very very first drive and you were like oh okay but this is this is what it's supposed to look like um when you have kind of a future big 10 defensive lineman um i i think i wrote this for for our site inside nebraska that i i feel like he as as impressive as his strength and skill is his conditioning and this sounds so weird but you get it if you watch defensive linemen his conditioning for his size is really really good it allowed him to play all night um and towards the end of the game he's chasing Danny Kalen around um didn't get the sack on that play but he did get half a sack earlier so he he played really well I, I was really impressed with him um Donovan Jones um his teammate uh, on the defense there for Omaha North is a guy that I feel like even as an in-state commit for this recruiting class he doesn't get talked about a lot because of the way he kind of burst onto the scene over the summer and there was so much going on over the summer so I don't blame people for losing track of that um first time seeing him in person 
Um, and he was very good. I liked what I saw from him. Um, a really rangy, long athlete. He's very athletic. And I noted that he really wasn't afraid to kind of stick his face in there and run support either. He was throwing his body around. I know the coaches were, were really like that. Um, and so I was impressed with him. And I think that we'll be talking more about him as we move through this high school football season. I think his name's going to come up quite a bit. And then flipping over to the Bellevue West side, if I say, hey, Bellevue West lost the game. They only scored seven point points and um, Omaha North's defensive line dominated the football game. You got to know where I'm going. Danny Kayla didn't have a great night. Like it just wasn't, it wasn't his night. And it was for uh, maybe a couple reasons. One being th the pressure of Omaha North. I want to start by giving them credit. I don't want to say, hey, Absolutely. start it with kind of a what's wrong with Bellevue West kind of a situation. Because I thought North had a great game plan and they did a lot of winning of battles up front, right? We talked about it on the sideline during the game is that that game was won by Omaha North's offensive and defensive lines um, and how they dominated the game. So he was under pressure all game. But even when he wasn't under pressure, the one thing that I, I do think that he needs to kind of clean up up going forward this season is even when he wasn't under pressure he just kind of looked kind of skittish in the pocket I don't know if that was a function of we've had two weeks in a row now we've seen him be under pressure a lot so that could be a situation where you know sometimes and we felt like this with Casey Thompson sometimes last year right or even Adrian Martinez for sure before yeah. that um where like hey you know the offensive line might struggle and so it just gets into your mind when as soon as you get the football right um and so it was a rough one for him Davon Hall um I thought had a much better game game this week than he did last week um and not just because he scored a touchdown he was active on special teams that kind of got him going and the team going I thought that would turn a momentum for them when he had a big kind of down punt that they ended up reversing but I still don't know about that I'd like to see the replay um but then he went out of the game with what I think were cramps in both legs um and did not finish the game and then the final um Husker commit in that game Isaiah McMorris did not play in the game because he has an injured hamstring which we kind of alluded to last week right because yep. I was because Mike Huffman had said that he hadn't practiced a lot because he had that hamstring injury um and, and not having McMorris definitely limited that offense anytime you lose your you know arguably your best wide receiver and another big 10 guy like that that's going to be tough for for any offense to overcome yeah I think this is the second week in a row where we've seen Bellevue West kind of lose the game physically even even playing uh Creighton Prep they seemed to outmatch Bellevue West up front and that was one of the things I was sitting on the sideline and you and I talked about it. And I was wondering like, what's, what's missing from Bellevue West offense that they've had over the years. And part of it's the physicality, but another part of it's an explosive running game, which yeah. North really eliminated like Tyson Terry yeah. up in the middle. He was not letting anything get past him. And Bellevue West, as you and I talked about has seemed to have some good running backs over the years that were explosive. And we oh, see yeah. Bellevue West hand the ball off but it's not going for much more than four or five yards at the most. And so uh, in the past, they had guys like Jalen Bradley who committed to Nebraska. And I don't think he ever wound up actually showing up on campus. Might've been because of grades. And then who's the other guy that we we're talking about? Was it Jay, um, Jay Ducker, Ducker was yeah. the other one. Yeah. That had a, and both guys did, but both of them were prolific in high school. And he had those guys like back to back. Um, they've had some other good ones too. Like it's, it's tough. 
um, because that running game, it was always really hard to defend them because while they always had weapons on the outside, those running backs kept you honest. And now what's happening, and we definitely saw this in week one and two, um, or, or zero and one, if you want to be technical, both Creighton Prep and Omaha North was able to not have to load the box up, still stop the run and be able to kind of bracket those wide receivers. And it makes it and still get pass rush with, without blitzing, right? Like it's, it's a really tough thing that Bellevue West is going to have to figure out moving forward yeah and on the flip side this is the second week in a row like omaha north opened up with a big explosive run right up the middle oh, yeah. creighton prep did the same thing on their first drive and that paved the way for some deep shots later we the last guy we want to shout out in that game is khalil davis who i think he had three mm-hmm. touchdown grabs he was super explosive and um they ran the ball effective earlier and that's that's what paved the way for them to take those deep shots. Also, shout out Sebastian Circo, who put the ball on <laughs> the money a couple of times and could have had another touchdown uh, to Donovan Jones, who just <laughs> have. fell right in his hands, but can hold on to it. Yeah, yeah. Khalil Champ Davis is a, is a name that I think that people will be hearing quite a bit. He's actually a 2026 wide receiver. Um, and I, I think that he is he's poised, if that night was any indication, he's poised for a big time breakout season. And it's part of the inverse of what we were just talking about with Bellevue West and how they struggle to get the run game going. So they have problems, you know, getting the passing game in rhythm on the opposite side of that. Omaha North's running game is good enough to where it's so hard to just kind of really focus on the speed that they have on the outside it's a real nice compliment and you know Khalil Davis is a very good player right mm-hmm. um coach Larry Martin talked after the game about him kind of de- he saw a big jump this offseason when Davis really dedicated to himself to the game and really became a student of the game um and really taking his workout seriously and he got rewarded by seeing that big performance and kind of break out onto the scene I would definitely keep an eye on him kind of moving forward this will not be the last time we talk about him yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some power five offers here either mm-hmm. this season or somewhere down the road in the future. Speaking of new power five offers in the state, we got one that just happened about an hour ago or so, maybe less. A new commit in the class of 2025, Connor Booth out of Bishop Newman in Wahoo, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, share some details on what you know about him, Greg. Yeah, so it was a really interesting story. So we had a a lot of those situations over the summer that we talked about where guys were kind of working out at Nebraska camps, impressing the coaches, and then getting offers, and a handful of them became, you know, in this 2024 class. Now, um, Booth is a a 2025 kid um, from in-state, but he had a, and he impressed at a camp this summer as well. He picked up his offers there um and then he's he had a great year last year now he's six foot one 210 pounds so i know and he plays fullback for that team so i know that people have been like oh they're they get here the fullback is back they i'm told that they're taking him as a halfback um and so last season he had 964 yards uh, on 72 carries that's 13.4 yards a carry um then he had 20 total touchdowns on the season as well um he's now the third in state he's a third commit for the 2025 class also so all of them are in state. He joins Tyson Terry, who we talked about, Caden Vermas, who we'll talk about um, another time for sure, because we're going to go see him later on in the season. Um, and then Booth picked up right where he left off last season in his season opener this Friday night. Um, he helped his team win 55 to nothing, by the way. Um, and he had 130 yards on just 12 carries and four rushing touchdowns and a passing reception uh, for a touchdown as well. So he had a great night. That's what it's supposed to look like when you have a D1 guy out there. So we'll have to go see him at some point this season um it's a really neat story that you kind of see where Matt Rule is you know he said it and you know he's been backing it up he wants to 
start with building from within, within the state. He said that there are more good football players here than people realize. And I think he took another one just now. Yeah, that 2025 cycle for the state of Nebraska is going to be a good one. It's going to be fun mm-hmm. to watch that. Christian Jones, I forgot. We did not yep. mention him. I will, uh, somebody will say it in the comments. He is like now, the I, think, I believe, the lone uncommitted and uncommitted to Nebraska in-state um, offeree uh, for the 2025 class. I still feel good about Nebraska's chances there. I think the Nebraska um, is the leader right now, um, and they can. I think that they'll end up getting him. Uh, we just got to see who else continues to get involved, and Nebraska holds up there into the bargain. But I think he's in a good spot with Nebraska right now. Shout out Christian Jones. Um, really by the way, player. for the next two weekends, uh, uh, I won't be able to join you on the road for those games because I'll be at Minnesota and Colorado. Uh, are you going to Westside in the next two weeks? Two weeks. I'm scheduled to go there in two weeks uh, when they play Bellevue West, uh, which will be the third time they see Bellevue West. Maybe everybody will be healthy and they'll be full go and fired up to play that game because that's going to be a big one. Um, and then this coming week, I'm going to Eden Assets, but this coming week, I'm going to go to see Elkhorn North um, to see the big tight end out there, uh, Lofton, and see what's going on with him after he exploded on the scene, 2025 kid um, as well. All right. Sounds good. We got one more segment to go, Greg. This is kind of a recruiting question, kind of a team-based focused question on the future of Nebraska football. We got game week is here on Thursday. Nebraska's taking on Minnesota. So I thought I'd ask you a question in the eyes of if we were Nebraska recruits, if we're, I guess it could be 2024 or beyond, doesn't really matter. What do you want to see if you are recruit being recruited by Nebraska from the team in game one when they take on Minnesota? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And, and the obvious answer is a win, right? You, you always want to see that. But beyond that, um, is you want you want I, I would want to see Nebraska, if I'm being recruited by them, match the physicality that I've heard the coaches talk about and I've seen in the videos, because we know they're watching those videos, right? Like Tyson Terry mentioned it to us after the game. You can watch his video interview after that game right here on this YouTube channel. Um, all of the physicality that they've talked about, Matt Rule has talked about it in press conferences. He did it again on Friday. I would want to see because Minnesota is the perfect team to to test us against because you know that they're going to be physical, right? I want to see Nebraska actually go out there and put up really good fight um, and hold their own kind of in the trenches and fight back. That that's the thing that I would be looking forward to because in my mind, if I was a recruit, I'd think, okay, this is a step in the right direction, and it's something that they've told me that this program is going to be built on. It's actually already coming to fruition. I'd want to see that. What about you? Yeah, so you and I came to the same conclusion. Um, <laughs> okay. If I'm Grant Bricks, if I'm Brandon Baker, and I'm mm-hmm. questioning, do I really want to uh, commit my four years, you know, offensive linemen that they're after, really good players, are they going to make that jump from last year? I know there's a lot of people that had da- doubts about Donovan Riola getting retained, mm-hmm. myself included, because yeah, I didn't really see improvement mm-hmm. from start to finish at that position group. Can they be physical? Can they create running lanes for the running backs and not have a running game built around the quarterback kind of finessing it a little bit? So, yeah, I want to see the same thing. Um, I think it's a great test. As you mentioned, Minnesota is a really good football team. And um, I don't think it could be understated how good PJ Fleck has done for that program Mm -hmm. because they've in the past, they have not been very good. 
I know they have national championships from when maybe Herbert Hoover was in office or something like <laughs> right, that. But right. uh, this will this is the perfect test, I think. You and I both mm-hmm. agree for Nebraska totally. to see. So, with that, that is all I've got questions wise. And then for the recruiting stuff, we won't have too much to talk about as far as games for the next two weeks because, as we mentioned earlier, I'll be on the road for those two. So. I won't get to uh, see it with my own eyes, but I'm sure you'll have plenty of analysis on those two games. Any other closing thoughts, Greg? No, I'm I'm excited for the season to be here. I think I've described it this way to a lot of people. I'm just excited to see what it looks like, right? Uh, the yeah. next time we're on this podcast, we'll actually have actual football to dissect and, and talk about it in that way versus kind of these hypotheticals and everybody's playing everywhere and the oars and all of that. Like I, the Well, the oars on the depth chart, not the ones in the boat um, from PJ Fleck. Um, and so, yeah, it's an exciting time. I, I think, you know, it's, it's having this new rule era getting kicked off on the road against Minnesota like you said and I totally agree could not be better um, it's going to be physical Big Ten football and I think everybody's excited for that but that is going to do it for us this week make sure you like the video up uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well so you can get these videos directly into your feed also if you're not a subscriber yet pop on over to InsideNebraska.com check out all of our premium content over there we have plenty of football coverage um, recruiting volleyball you name it we've got it uh, we'll catch you guys next week <laughs>